Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by a Big Five Publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And accomplished authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between. We're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey there, I am Amy and this is my good friend. Emily. And we are so excited that you've joined us for another episode of Time to Write. And today we are doing something a little bit differently, and we're going to be doing it this way going forward. Normally we start off with our high-low, and now we're going to move that to the end so that we're jumping right into our content for today, which we are going to be talking about how to create your own writing retreat. Yes. So the important thing is for many of us, I know we've talked before about writing and just dribs and drops of time, but sometimes you just want to have eight solid hours, 10 solid hours, or just some space away from whatever your other responsibilities are to work on your writing. And a lot of us have like built up the idea of a white writing retreat where you're like, you're imagining all these things. And we just want to say like, you can DIY this, like you can make a writing retreat. You can add this to your practice. So, um, so Amy, what do you even think are the key elements of a writing retreat? So I, I'm going to just add a little bit to what you just said about mindset, because I I feel like your story is worth it. Your story is worth taking the time. So I think that that's just baseline. But I would also say the base elements, like if if we're, we're talking about just the basic building blocks, you need a place, you need a plan, and you need to decide who the people are, right? Mm -hmm. So place wise, you can decide like I'm going to go to a hotel for the weekend or for, you know, a day and a half or, or whatever, you can decide to stay at home and, you know, let, let the people who live with, you know, that, you know, your room is off limits and you're actually not here. You're, you know, you're focusing on, on your writing stuff. Um, and what would you say um, about place? I just want to interject to that second one. I would, really recommend you not choose that second one because that is like the, okay. So, and I'm talking to all of us here, whether you are a mother or not, whether you partnered or not, we all have relationships with people in our lives and writing for most people who are not writers. It is really difficult to understand because it looks often like either you aren't doing anything or like you're surfing on the internet or or you're staring off into space to most people. It is absolutely like they don't understand it. So when you say I'm really not available and then the people who live in your house see you coming in and eating cookies and then walking around and then staring out the window and then maybe watching a show and then getting back to it, they're thinking because they're not writers, 
oh, she's not really writing. So this retreat is off. And then you're like in an argument defending your writing. So I would say, get out of the house. Highly, highly (laughs) recommend get out of the house. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Getting back to what Amy's saying is you can think about, is this something you want to do by yourself? Um, is this something you want to do with other people? Um, we have, our critique group has before done, I think we've done it twice, a little writing retreat where we went to um, like rented a little house and then went and like each spent the whole day sort of in our rooms writing and then met up together at the end and then went to dinner. So that's one kind of writing retreat that um, that that's one way to structure it. So you go off on your own, you write, you either share your work or you share what you're thinking about and then you go to dinner. That's one kind of possibility. Another possibility is let's say you've got a big edit to do. I know people who will take when you get to the editing point, they will just take the whole thing and just go by themselves to a hotel room so they can spread all the papers out and they can look at everything and they don't have to um, deal with anybody walking in and moving their stuff. Right. Well, and I'm just going to throw in too, as far as leaving the house, I think for me, now that I'm an empty nester, I can be here by myself all day, but I'm here with the laundry and the dishes and the dogs and the whatever. So I think it's feasible. I would say it's feasible to do a retreat, especially if you're on a budget. Like I would say, um, go gather up your stuff and go to the library or go to a coffee shop and just plan on spending the day there, like plan out your time and then only come home to sleep and then get up the next morning and do, you know, like that same kind of thing. So you can kind of do that as well, because I think there are definitely points in life where you do have budgetary constraints. And so, for sure, you know, and that might mean you have to, you know, juggle childcare or, or, you know, I, I think there's value in investing, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's your investment of time or your investment of, you know, paying somebody to take care of your kids or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think there are create, you can be creative and how you come up with your places. Right. Right. Or, you know, you might have, um, a friend, let's say, you know, let's say, I mean, I, I know for sure, like I could come to Amy's house and she's empty nesting now and we could have a writing retreat at Amy's house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Like that's another kind of a possibility, even though we don't live in the same state. So I think the main thing also to think about for your writing retreat, for you to think about as you're sort of kicking around the idea and planning, I would say, think in advance about what you're going to do about food Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because um, you don't want this to feel like annoying or disappointing or just one more thing. But at the same time, you, if, if you spend like eight hours writing and thinking you're going to be really hungry. So (laughs) you also don't want to be like, here I am with the hot pocket. (laughs) Right. Well, and I make it really special. That's the other thing about, I I feel like one of the things that we as writers do, we're storytellers, right? We're all storytellers, but there's sometimes a tendency for us to think like, if you say writing retreat, I think like, oh, a cabin in the woods and a, 
blah, 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 and a this and a that. And what we're trying to really impress on people is it doesn't have to be any of those things. It can be, you know, the La Quinta. Right. It, really it doesn't have to be, be fancy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be fancy, but the important thing is that for you, it's that you're taking the time and the space to dedicate it to your writing. Cause that is really the heart of kind of what we're saying is like, it's a way of saying you value your writing. It also is a great way to learn about your writing process because some people find they get eight hours of uninterrupted time and they get nothing done. Well, that's, that's just information. You know that now, like, okay. And other people find they can finish something that they've been struggling with. So. Right. And I would say, I'm going to add to this because I think you want to make this part of your planning. Like I would definitely set some goals. I'd like to get X done or whatever. I think when I've gone into retreats, like if I'm not sitting initially, not anymore, but if I wasn't sitting typing, then I felt like I was wasting my time. But there, again, it's it's the value of knowing your process. So for me, being able to just sit, and I think you were talking about it before, like stare out the window and give yourself the space for thinking and imagining and working out things in your head. And, you know, and obviously, yes, the writing and, you know, actually typing words onto the page is part of it. But part of those eight hours might really be a lot of thinking. Right. Which doesn't look productive. Right. But it absolutely is. I really have come to believe that our productivity culture, this is a whole other thing, but I actually think it's really toxic for writers or toxic for me because I, I know I've mentioned this before. Like I definitely have full books, not published on my hard drive, but full books where there are lots of flaws, but most of the flaws are based around the fact that I really did not spend the initial time doing the work of figuring out like who these people are or what I wanted to have happen because I was so fixated on word count Mm -hmm. and getting words on the page that I really didn't think through even, even using planning tools, but even planning tools, like you're, you have to, there are lots of pieces that like, if they're slightly off, like if you're, if you have the wrong protagonist, like you just end up like, really far away from where you wanted to be. And I think I feel like that can be a great opportunity. So if you're going to a retreat with someone else and you guys are, and you're early in a project, one of the things you can do is just tell the story to each other, just kind of talk through it and see, and you'll start to see when they start asking you questions. And the pro the thing too, is you have figuring out how to do this, not from a place of being defended. When they start asking you questions, you're going to have a moment of like, Oh, I I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know right. the answer to that question. So that's one thing. But then you also could go and retreat with someone and both totally do your own thing. Like you could go and retreat or retreat with someone who's not even a writer. You could go with a artist or a photographer or something and, and you're just doing your separate things. But it's really giving your writing the space. Right. Well, and I'm going to talk about the people part of this too, because again, knowing yourself, I know for me, it is super helpful, whether we're talking about our work or not, to be working parallel to someone. Um, Just case in point, our critique group partner and I ended up at the library in my town at the same time, coincidentally, and ended up writing in the quiet room together. 
I feel like I was so much more productive, like knowing she was right there than, than otherwise. Cause I'm just one of the, I need accountability. That's part of right. my makeup or, or whatever. So, so I know that having other people with me is super helpful. Whereas I know other people who that's super distracting and they don't want that. And they want to just be by themselves to work things out. And so, yeah. And just, for me, it's so variable based on the people I am, and I'm really working on this. So this is part of, part of my journey, but I am very, very, very sensitive to jealousy. Like it, it is really mm. hard for me if people are if people are jealous of me, I, I really have a heart. It, I, it does like it, it kind of shuts me down. And so I have to be really careful about the energy that mm-hmm. I sort of am in among, because if I'm, if I'm, if I'm at a retreat where I'm supposed to be working on my stuff, but I'm with someone who's like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could da, 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 that. I just, I might as well not have gone. I might as well just go and do something else. Cause, um, cause it takes me out of the work and on. So these are the things. So it's, we're not saying like, just, and, and also this learning process though, because there's no, you know, you, you can go and it's not wasted. You know, if you went, if you go by yourself to the La Quinta and you go and you bring your, well, they won't let you burn the candle at the La Quinta, but whatever, bring your electronic candle and do all the stuff and you get there and you're like, I hate this. That's information. That's information. Lay on the sofa and on the bed and watch Netflix and, you know, file that information that, but if you go and you're like, oh my gosh, I was so much more productive. That's also information. So that's, that's the key thing. So we really are saying, you know, identify kind of what project you would like to tackle and know that you're probably going to be overly optimistic on how much you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And me and I went, uh, this, one of our, our other critique partner, Kelly, who at some point we should just have on the show. Yeah. yeah we need Kelly, to have her on. Um, invited us to or organize one that we went to a couple of years ago. And I brought like, I brought so much work as though I was going to, you know, do I think I probably brought two novels in progress or, you know, like, no, of course you just are not going to get that much done. But so that's another thing to kind of know without like, yeah, you're probably going to bring too much stuff. Right. Right. Um, The other thing I would say for me, that's been helpful, especially when I've done retreats where I'm traveling, I'd like to, I, I work really well with, and our last episode was about you don't get gold stars in writing. So I try to work in my own gold stars. So whenever I do a writing retreat, um, I reward myself and nothing expensive, usually just kind of touristy trinket level, but I always try to get a ring, like a a writing ring. So, and it reminds me, so I can, you know, if I'm struggling here at home or whatever, I can put on my rings from, you know, from a trip and, you know, and it's since, it's motivating or whatever. So figure out a way to kind of reward the fact that you have prioritized your writing and set aside the time. I think, I think that's helpful. And on the community building side, I have not ever done this, but I have definitely seen writers who met online. Sometimes they will organize together a, like if you are online critique partners with someone, you can organize like a little mini retreat to and that that's a little chancy because you haven't, you know, worked with that person before, but the plus side, if it goes well, is just build so much more community. So that's, 
another sort of possibility. Like a virtual, is that what you're like? No, no. I mean, like a getting together, like that's what I feel like when, um, like over, cause I've met a lot of writers online over the years and then you'll see them getting together and be like, wait, what's happening. And then realize like, oh, these four people that all live within a hundred miles of each other, like get together or 500 miles, you know, they picked a place and they, and they went and did a writing retreat. So, um, yeah, that's a great idea. Like cool opportunity, opportunity that I had not really considered. If you don't really have, it can be a way to build writing community. If you don't have peers with all the caveats about meeting people online and (laughs) do it safely, safely, safely. (laughs) Um, so, okay. Now we're going to go to our normal things we cover. Amy, what's our mindset about this thing? So I would say it doesn't have to be perfect. Like it does not have to be perfect. And I think that's, we've, without saying it, you know, specifically like that, that's what we've been talking about. This is, especially if it's your first or second one or whatever, like this is experimental. It's a learning experience. It's, um, you know, you're, you're figuring yourself out as a writer. So it absolutely does not have to be perfect. And so if you've set those goals, which we talked about doing and you don't hit all of them, that is totally okay. Like you've made the effort you, um, I do, um, Peloton workouts and one of the coaches that I follow, like you get on the, you know, she starts talking. She's like, okay, you're, you've done the hardest thing. Like you're here. (laughs) And so the rest is going to be easy. So it's the getting there. That's right. I would say, I'm just going to do a little side note. I really do want, like, after people do this, as you're doing your lessons learned, I really do want people to focus on, yes, it's good to know, like, oh, I did not like being by myself that long, or I did not like whatever. You also want to focus on the stuff you did like. Yes. Because, just going to say, if, let's say, you are a parent of young children, and you got either your spouse or your mother or someone else to take care of the children while you went to go to the retreat, you do not want to come back and be like, oh, well, that was just a big nothing burger and was no fun. And I, and because then the next time you want it, you know, this is iterative, right? We're trying new things. So then when you're like, oh, I want to try to go on this kind of writing retreat, the person who stayed home, all they know is all of the negative things that you said about it. So you're, you just end up in an just feel like the extent that we can avoid negative loops with our writing, the better, which isn't, I'm not saying Pollyanna, like if you're by yourself at the La Quinta and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this. That is good to know, but it's not that you just trying to identify, oh, I hate being by myself for, no, I do. I almost can you not even say these words. I hate being by myself. I, know, right. I love being by myself. Right I now, love being by myself. There are some people that really hate that. That's just information. Well, and I think how you share the information is important too, because you can say, I learned that it's better for me to write with other people versus I hate being by myself. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, so, right. Um, okay. So what about practical. the practical? Yeah. Tell me the practical, M. You guys identify a day, a location and who's there. Just, just sit down and say to yourself, not what is my ideal writing retreat, but what is a writing retreat I could make happen with the tools within the next six months with the tools that I have available to me. Right. Right. And what could I, you know? Yeah. 
And then the next step would be put that on the calendar, like get it planned out, make a plan. If it, if you're going somewhere, make the reservations, buy the plane tickets, you know, whatever it is, invite the people, you know, make sure you've coordinated your calendars, all that kind of stuff. So definitely. And if you're staying at home, if you're, if you're, if this all sounds, you're like, I can't leave whatever, which is where I would have been 10 years ago. Can you on a Saturday mm-hmm. get a full day of childcare, childcare? Can you manage to get a full day of childcare on a Saturday? And can you identify a coffee shop or a whatever library where you could go and know this eight hours is just for my writing? Yeah. And that, and that you know, that may be today all the best you can get, but just see, can you, can you put that on the calendar? Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely it doesn't have to be perfect. Identify day, location, people, and then put the thing on the calendar. You can do it. You're all making right. time to write in the ultimate all right, way. Making time to write. Yeah. All right, Amy, what's your high low? Uh, well, first let's talk about what is, are the books that are saving my life. Let's oh, do right. that. All right, M. So, what is the book that's saving your life right now? Okay, so I'm reading. I, I love fiction, but occasionally I get on a kick of reading nonfiction. I'm reading a book called The Silk Road. It is um, published about the history of the Silk Road and Asia. That is basically between, basically the at the eastern end of the Mediterranean all the way over to the edge of China. And so, I am learning so many fascinating things about. Um, and it's just such an interesting thing because it's a covering a lot of history that I already kind of knew, like the about 200 years before Christ up to we're about at about year 1000 right now in the book I'm wow. reading, but the whole focus is shifted to the East. So there's all these things I didn't know. Like I did not know how much, um, transportation there was between the different parts of the world. Like we tend to think of the world as being a very isolated place back then. And it's really clear from this book that it totally wasn't. And there was so much knowledge and information passing back and forth on the, and it's, so it's really interesting. So, wow. And the thing I always love is like the people are just so human like that to me, like this guy will quote from like a letter or something. And it's just, I think to me, like, you know, those things that are like, you just see them and you're like, wow, that's just a miracle and a mystery. It's like a baby. You know, when you see a baby, you're like, oh my gosh, it's a baby. Like, it's just amazing. And to me, that happens when you read something which goes back in, you know, a thousand years or 2000 years, you're like, oh, they're just people. They're just just people. people. They just do the stuff that people do anyway. And, and, you know, these crazy contexts and yet they're just people. So, yeah. Love that. Well, I guess we're kind of on a Chinese theme then because I just started, it's a sci-fi book um, and it's called The Three-Body Problem, I think, and it's a trilogy. So I just started that and it's by a Chinese author and it's about aliens. But this beginning stage that I'm in, it's gone all the way back to like the cultural revolution of the 60s. And it's just, it's super interesting. I'm, I'm, not quite sure where the author is headed. So I'm excited about seeing it. Yeah. Super oh. fun. Okay. Well, what's your high low M for this week? Um, so high is that it is finally 
not 110 degrees here. It's like oh, 89 right. degrees and with not so humid and it feels like everybody's just dancing around. So that is wonderful. Um, and my low, I, I guess it still continues to be, you know, existential. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Right, right. I get that. I get that. Okay. So for me, my high is um, I just returned from a trip. It was um, with my husband for some of his clients and we were in Mexico and it was beautiful and amazing. And I was able to get a little bit done on my character building that I've been working on and was, you know, with, with really nice people and we had a great time. And then my low would be like coming back and jumping back in and trying to yeah. Re-entry is just, I always have these really high expectations that just crash and burn. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I am. Right. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We are so excited that you were here and we look forward to seeing you next week. Okay. And until then, um, remember right. that we, we have a Patreon oh, we and have- we would love for you to join it so that you can join us for our next Q and A, which is going to be about okay. character building. Okay. All right. Make time to write friends. Bye. To write. Bye. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at time to write podcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember, your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes. Five minutes. You can do it. You can do it.